Hi, I'm Mark Schroeder and welcome to my podcast. I'm a Christian who's convinced that the Bible is true and actually is the best way to get to know God, the one who has saved us in Jesus. This podcast is a collection of Bible bits and pieces, Bible talks that I've given in all kinds of contexts. You see, I'm an ordained Anglican minister working in Sydney, Australia as a college chaplain. My main role is to teach the Bible in a Peter 12 Anglican school. But also from time to time, I preach in church, I speak at youth groups, or I teach the Bible at other youth events. I hope that this podcast is a great way of you getting to know God a little bit better and helping you to figure out what it means to live for Him because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. Hi everyone, welcome back to another season of Schroeder's Bible Bits. Uh, in this first semester of my school calendar, I'm going to be preaching through the book of 1 Samuel. Uh, it's under the title of The Search for a King. Uh, in this next podcast, uh, this is really the very first chapel talk that I've given on 1 Samuel, uh, and it is a general overview of this book. Uh, you'll notice that as I start, it starts off in a big moment of ruckus. Uh, because the very first thing that I do with these guys is actually teach them a good old game called King Caractacus. Uh, you'll hear it played out, and then I'll just make the connection that King Caractacus was a king, uh, and we're going to be talking about this search for a king. So uh, enjoy the noise and the, and the silliness that goes on. We had a good time in this actual chapel talk with a group of year seven kids. Um, but of course, the question is, uh, who is our king? As we read this story about the search for a king, and as we meet uh, Samuel and King Saul and King David, uh, we'll be forced to ask the question, who is our king? And of course, our king is Jesus. I hope you enjoy this uh, next little series that's coming your way on Schroeder's Bubble Bits. And, all, and, all, and as always, uh, feel free to get in touch with me. If you want to do that on Twitter, you can do that, uh, or you can actually leave a voice message uh, via the Anchor app. Uh, just follow the links in the description uh, on this podcast. Anyway, it's good to be back, and here we go. All right, here we go. King Caractacus has lost his thinking cap. Some say this and some say that. I say team number two. Yeah. Oh, no. Not- <laughs> then who, sir? You are team number two. Oh, right. All right, she's up down. Alright, that's okay, you've never played before. Let's get a hang of it. Alright, so let's try again. King correct because it's lost his thinking cap. Some say this and some say that. I say team number five. Yeah. Then who, sir? Team number three. Go team number three. Team number three, stand up. Not I, sir. Sit back down. Go team number five. Team number five. Team number. What are you going for? Team, team number one. Go team number one. Let's keep going. Then who, sir? Then who, sir? Team number four. Team number four. Then who, sir? Team number two, sir. Who, sir? Then who, sir? Team number three, sir. Okay, stop. <laughs> All right. Very good. So you're starting to get the hang of it, right? Head up if you've ever played that game before at youth group, right? Or maybe at a church camp or some other thing. All right, great. We might have another go at that next chapel. And maybe in your house shooter, in your house shooter, you might be able to have a go at that and maybe have a little King Caractacus playoff maybe on a Tuesday. 
um, with your house tutor. There you go, house tutors is something you can do. Uh, but obviously, that game, I'm playing that game because in this book in 1 Samuel, we're going to start thinking about this topic of the search for a king. There's other things that remind me of a king. I, I love, I love the, the show on Netflix called The Crown. Is anyone a bit of a geek like me and love that show on Netflix called The Crown? I saw at least one hand go, oh, there's a couple more. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a great movie, a oh, great series. I really enjoy it. And it's all about the rise to power of Queen Elizabeth, our current queen. Right? It's really interesting. I find it intriguing to learn about the royal family in this way and to follow the story of the crown and who is in charge of the kingdom, so to speak. Also, handball, right? Who loves handball, right? Yes, we all love handball. Handball is great. Now, let me explain to you the real rules of handball. You guys have got no idea. The real rules of handball are really simple, okay? There are only four squares in handball. Starting at the top, king, queen, jack, dunce. That's it. No double dunce, triple dunce, quadruple dunce, none of that. No ace, no super ace, nothing else. Just four squares, and then you've got your reserve line. And the aim of the game, right, is to play the game properly with your handball and the bounces and no doubles or fools and all that sort of stuff and try and take the top square, which is known as king, king, right? And then with coming with king comes all those advantages of power as well, doesn't it? When you're the king, you get to serve. When you're the king as well, if you get out, you go to dunce and you get to challenge the king. Yeah? Is that how you guys play handball? No, that's how you should play handball. That's the old-fashioned, the the original version. I'm sure of it. I'm convinced of it. Um, But here we go, all three of these things, what's in common? They've all got something in common. It's all about a king, right? The search for somebody who is in charge and rules. Well, like I said, this book that we're going to be looking at in chapel, this book that we're going to be looking at in your house tutor is all about the search for a king. But why did we need to search for a king? Why does this story appear in the Bible? Well, before this book of Samuel appears, God's people, the Israelites, they didn't have a king. And there's a book in the Bible called Judges. Judges is an exciting book. It's a little bit out there, a little bit edgy. But at the end of Judges, it says this. In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. Now, you can imagine, right? That might be a bit hard. That's a bit chaotic, wouldn't you say? If everyone's just doing whatever they thought was a good idea, we could be in trouble, couldn't we? Well, this is what's going on there. Everyone's doing as they saw fit in Israel in those days. See, prior to that, they had something called judges. Can you see this picture I've got up on the screen? It's got this big spiral. It starts up here on the red, uh, on the red section, and then it goes around and around into the middle. You can see here, this is what is called the judges cycle. In the Bible, God's people, they didn't have kings, but they had judges. And the judge came to help God's people Israel. You see, Israel, they were meant to do what God said, but they didn't. And so what happened is they would rebel against God and God would get angry with them. After they were angry, Israel would get oppressed by a foreign nation and they would become captive to a foreign nation. And then Israel would get really sad about that and they'd cry out to God and be like, God, please help us. And so what God would do is he'd raise up a judge and he'd deliver Israel or save Israel. And so Israel would then live in a time of peace. And you think, great, finally, peace. But like you and like me, you never continue to do the right thing, right? And they didn't continue to do the right thing either. They, in fact, forgot about God again and they would rebel against God and that cycle would start again. And so that's why that picture is in a big spiral. They would continue to spiral down, 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 even though God continued to rescue them. That system finishes and God's people are left with no judge, 
no saviour to rescue them, and even no king. And so we see this. In those days, Israel had no king, and everyone did as they saw fit. So what happened was this. God's people eventually, as time went on, they said, we want a king. We want a king, and we want a king like everyone else. Hands up if you've ever wanted something like everyone else before. Yeah? When I was a kid, this is what I wanted like everyone else. Does anyone know what these are? These are shoes, yes, but these are special shoes. These are fancy shoes. I can see some of the adults in the room going, oh, I remember these. Mr. Bond, you remember these, right? These are called Reebok pumps. And these were the state-of-the-art shoe of my time, of my childhood. They were super expensive, and, but they were super popular. Now, Reebok pumps, they were, in, in, they were popular because, see on the tongue of the shoe, it's got that basketball, that little orange basketball? That was actually literally a pump. And you could pump that little ball and it would pump air into your shoes and inflate the inside of them so that the shoes fitted more snugly, right? So then what that meant was you could have them loose and be sort of like scuffing around town with your mates. Yo, what up? I'm cool. I'm cash. But then you rock up to a basketball court with your basketball and you're like, all right, who's ready for some sick dunking time? And so you go pump, 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 pump your shoes up and then you could slam dunk like all the famous basketball players of the time. And this time was in the days of Michael Jordan. Who remembers Michael Jordan? You don't remember him. Who knows of Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, Michael Jordan. Uh, or, or Magic O'Neal. No, no, Shaquille O'Neal. Magic Johnson. Let's get my names right. right these famous basketball players. And so it was this weird season of shoes. Shoes were super popular. Now, I wanted a pair of these shoes, but my mum said, no way. Even though I said, mum, I want these shoes, my mum said, even though this is what you want, I'm only going to give you what you need. need. That's right. And so mum went out and she took me shopping and I got a pair of simple, plain old, lace-up, non-pumpable links. Just a simple pair of shoes. Even sometimes, just for easy Saturdays, I used to wear a pair of volleys, right? And volleys were a cheap $15 pair of canvas shoes. There was nothing fancy about them at all. But you know what? My mum, she knew what I needed, and she knew what I needed, and it was going to be better for me. See, what happened was, some of my friends, one of my friends, I remember, came back from America with a pair of these Reebok pumps. He was so excited. They cost a lot of money, like over $200 for these pair of shoes, $280, I think you remember saying once. The problem was, we were so excited and all of our, and my friends and I, we would like to, we'd say, can we pump your shoes up? Like, yeah, no worries, pump your shoes up. Anyway, somebody was pumping your shoes up once and they overpumped them and these shoes let out this subtle And guess what happened? His shoes popped. He couldn't pump them up anymore. They were useless. My volleys were cooler than his pumps. My mum knew, right? Didn't she? My mum knew this is what I wanted, but she knew what I really needed. See, God's people, they say to God, we want a king. And they said, we want a king like everyone else, like all of the other nations. But God said, you don't need a king. Can you think, why didn't they need a king? Who was their king? That's right. God was their king. They didn't need another one. They didn't need a human king. They had a God who was the king of everything. But still, never, nevertheless, they said, no, nah, we still want a king. We're going to see this happen. And so we're going to see how 1 Samuel is about God's people getting a king. But even though they want a certain type of king, they end up in the end getting the king from God that they need. You see, first of all, we're going to see how they choose a king, a king that they want. 
A king that they think is impressive. A king that they think is going to rule them with might and with power and who's going to go in and conquer and be a legendary king. But in fact, that king's not going to be the best. We're going to see that that king, like I've written up on the screen, will end in disaster. Instead, we're going to see a king not that the people choose, but we're going to see a king that God chooses, a king that they need, a king like no other, a king who will ultimately lead them, but also us, to Jesus. I want you to imagine for a moment a good king. If you were to build a king, say you had that ability to build a king, mix him up, cook him and bring it out, what sort of king would you build? What sort of king would you grow? What would be the attributes of a good king? Maybe like I've written up here on the screen, you would say courageous and godly and thoughtful and generous and patient and healthy and even handsome. We want a good king, right? Well, God gives his people a good king. But year seven, I need you to strap yourselves in. You know, when you strap yourselves in for something that's going to be a bit wild. This book is wild. Look at here in the screen. I said, in one Samuel, prepare to hear tales of great war of great battles, of murders, and of slain giants. Who's a slain giant, do you think? Goliath, right? Prepare to read about scenes of anguish and evil plotting and envy. Prepare to see the rise and the fall of King Saul and the rise and struggle of King David. This is going to be an epic tale. So strap yourselves in. But more than that, prepare for this. Prepare to see who? Jesus. Because as we look at Samuel, you're going to be reminded about the greatest king of all. The one who calls you and the one who calls me to bow our knee and to say, my Lord and my king, you are my king. The king who loves us. The king who calls everyone to follow him. So as you read this book, Year 7, this semester, I want you to think about this question. Have you found your king? You've got all kinds of kings in your life. It might be your phone king. It might be your friend's king. It could be all kinds of kings. What things boss you around in this world and tell you how to live? Chances are they're not as good as the Jesus king. So be thinking, have you found your king? Because if you haven't, you need to choose Jesus. Because he is the king who will give you true and satisfying and eternal life. Let's pray today and let's give thanks to God that we can learn about him and that we can live for him, our king. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that today we can think about you. We can open up your word and get a bit of an idea of this book, 1 Samuel. As we read this book, Lord, help us to tune into it, to pay attention to it and to consider who is the king in our life. Lord, I pray in this life we would always choose Jesus the king, the one who has come to give us life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Uh, I hope that was an encouraging opportunity for you to learn something more from God's Word about how He has loved us and how He has saved us and who He calls us to be in Jesus. Feel free to get in contact with me via Twitter at mrk underscore Schroeder.